You're listening to the School of Rock's Pro Singers Podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Roxy and you're in the right place if you want to know the ins and outs and ups and downs of becoming a professional singer. Episode one, master your voice. So we're going to go right back to basics here. And this episode is all about learning how to master your instrument, basically. I mean, any professional guitarists out there wouldn't go out with rusty strings on their guitar, would they? You know, they're getting paid for that expertise on the instrument but the instrument has got to be well polished and well groomed and looked after and they know exactly what they're doing with it so it's the same for singers our instrument is our voice and we need to know what we're doing with it you know I've come across loads of singers out there who have been out gigging maybe five nights a week and because of the wrong vocal technique they've come back and they've had problems you know creating nodules on their vocal cords and they're just singing in such an un- unhealthy way that they end up with problems like laryngitis and tonsillitis all the time. So this episode is really to get you knowing the technical details about how to master your voice before you go out there and use it every day. Um, maybe not every day, but every weekend, you know, just on a regular basis, basically. So I'm just going to do a bit of an introduction and tell you about myself as well, because with this being the first episode, you might not have heard of me before, um, but I have an online coaching school for singers. Um, it was an originally a vocal coaching school, but I my students have grown with me and their experience have grown as well. So it's kind of transitioned now into a career transitional coaching school for aspiring professional singers. And I want to tell you a little bit about my own story, really. I mean, since I was just a a young teenager in the early 2000s, when I actually began my vocal training, I came across many stumbling blocks with my own voice. um, And it's taken me years to master the right technique and truly find my sound. Um, And I, unlike you, I didn't have the benefit of the internet to look up quick vocal exercises and training at the touch of a button. This was before the days of Facebook and YouTube. So I had to go and get a job and pay for my own weekly lessons, travel to my singing teacher who lived miles away, and then continue to support myself through college and university with specialist music training. Um, But it's the digital age now, so you've got everything you need to master your voice at your fingertips. And I'd kind of like to help you point you in that right direction as well. So as I said before, your voice is an instrument and unlike most musical instruments, it's also a muscle and it's a muscle that needs warming up, stretching, exercising and looking after properly, just like an athlete would with their body before starting training for a sporting event, for example. And for a singer, the actual workout is performing a song. Not only are your vocal cords at work, but so is your diaphragm, your lungs, and even your brain. There's many parts to training yourself to sing better, and it's not just about the voice. So over the years, I've been coaching my own vocal students on their vocal technique, and it's only very recently I've realised that I actually have a method, and I'm quite a I'm quite a methodical person. I do like to have systems in place because it's easy to follow systems. So what I've done is I've actually broken down everything because there's lots of vocal coaches out there that will tell you the same thing but in a different way to another vocal coach or they might have a different opinion on how you should approach certain things like how to sing belt or how to approach 
how to approach your mixed voice and you know different things like that everybody has their own unique way of trying to teach it and explain it um, but what I've done is basically because there's a, it's a minefield out there when it comes to vocal technique so what I've done is I've put everything into sort of a, an easy to follow system um, and I've used my master your voice method to explain it this way so this podcast is going to be explaining my method and giving you a brief overview on it so master your voice takes all of the jargon and the minefield of information out there on improving your vocal technique and it condenses it into four simple steps step one is breathing we all use the same muscles to breathe and we do it without even thinking Our muscle memory knows how to breathe from the moment we're born. And the two main breathing muscles are the diaphragm and the lungs. The stronger these muscles are, the better we are at controlling our breath. So when we're singing, once the breath is released and we use our vocal cords at the same time, as well as deciding what words and notes to sing, we will also be figuring out which resonator to use and create the sound quality that we want. And that, if you just listen to all of it, it's a lot of work for the brain. So this takes time and persistence. But like with any skill that we learn, the more we do it, the more effortless it becomes. And a lot of singers, when they start out, struggle to control their breathing when singing. As you are doing something different with your muscles compared to how you would do it if you were breathing or speaking normally. And when singing, you're using more muscles, as I mentioned earlier. So we've got the larynx um, and the brain also come into play here. And just thinking about which line you're actually going to sing next or how you're going to sing it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. So to strengthen our breathing muscles, we've got to exercise them regularly. We need to be able to control our breath to be able to take quick catch breaths in between singing phrases or long and sustained breaths to sing longer phrases. And so in order to do this, we've got to practice taking long and short breaths and also expelling the breath in different ways to emulate singing. And breathing to a steady pulse in short contractions will give your diaphragm a good workout. It's kind of like doing crunches or sit-ups. Um, you know exercises that really strengthen your core basically and also holding your breath for short periods of time Um, and we can also practice expelling the breath using different consonant sounds which gives us practice at controlling our breath whilst also using the vocal cords at the same time so breathing step one is that that should be the start of every time you have a vocal warm-up routine and you're about to go on stage and you have your own little warm-up routine always practice your breathing okay this is something that was instilled in me from the the moment from from moment one from the get-go when I started my singing lessons it was all about the breathing with my singing teacher Um, and at the time I didn't get it I was like why do I have to breathe in this funny way into my belly and you know I just didn't get it and it took me a lot of effort and energy to think about but the more and more I practice, sometimes I'd sit on the bus just practicing my belly breathing um, and, you know, expelling my air in different ways. I'd practice it so much that eventually, I can't remember at what point it was, but 
I would sing songs and I wouldn't even have to think about the breathing anymore. And that's the point, you know, that's the point I'm getting at is that you just need to keep practicing your breathing and always start your warm up routine with it so that it becomes part of your muscle memory and you do it automatically. Step two is exercise. So just like we're talking about like a gym routine here or a sport athlete sort of method, I'm trying to put it into the same sort of visualization. So step two is your exercising of your voice. And to exercise our voice, we use scales and intervals. They're the most common types of vocal warm-up exercises and they're massively underrated in what they can actually teach us. There's many different types of scales in music and learning to sing these not actually only helps our vocal agility, but it trains our ear and we can later then down the line use our embedded musical knowledge of notes that actually fit to improvise and ad-lib freely. So the more scales we practice, the better our pitching gets and your musical ear will be able to connect to your brain to then tell you what is the right note to sing and as a result you'll have less issues with incorrect pitching and again at the beginning of my singing lessons sometimes I would be going through loads of different scale warm-ups and I'd be like you know what is the point in this why am I doing it and you, you never really get the point of it until You get to a point where, like now, I fully understand and are able to analyse the reasons for doing this. So like I've just explained, doing all of these scales, warm-ups and exercises, they, they musically train your ear as well. They embed all of this musical information into your brain and it makes, when you then apply it to a song, it makes it so much more free and effortless and easy, but you've got to keep doing it and keep practicing. The same when you're exercising at the gym, you know, if you really solidly practice something, you know, you really go hard at lifting some weights, you're going to feel it the next day, aren't you? But if you don't keep that up, if you're not consistent with it, you'll lose muscle mass and it's the same for your voice like I said at the beginning of this the very beginning of this your voice or well your vocal cords your larynx it's a muscle you've got to keep exercising it okay um so scales they also help us to move through vocal registers and practice doing this in a safe and steady way as well because you're gradually doing it as well so you're not you know you're not trying to jump to certain notes too quickly or in an unhealthy way you can do it in a steady way if you're using scales or intervals and gradually you know make the intervals bigger and greater um so we know if if you're hearing the word intervals here and you're not sure about that intervals basically is the distance between two notes and the bigger the distance the more challenging it becomes to sing So you may need to switch between vocal registers when you're singing an interval of an octave, for an example. An interval of an octave is eight notes in the scale. So yeah, to jump up from one note to eight notes higher is going to be a bigger bigger task for you to do. And you might have to switch from chest voice into head voice. So that is something, again, that you need to work on gradually because the more you do that, the smoother your voice becomes between those transitions. And I'm just going to give you a list of common scales and intervals, actually, that are good to begin practicing. And you can find exercises all over the internet that, you know, that will help you with these particular ones. Um, But scales, in terms of scales, the simplest ones, we've got the major scale, the minor scale, 
major and minor pentatonic and the blues scale as well and um, the blues scale is one that I actually learned when I was in I think I was in year seven at school yeah so I was about 11 years old and I learned how to play the blues scale on keyboard and I used to sing it in my head all the time I used to sing it and sing it and sing it and then that was in year seven okay and then when I got to college um I was doing my grade eight vocals and one of the exercises I had to do was the blues scale and I absolutely nailed that because I knew the blues scale from when I was 11 years old in year seven because I'd constantly sung it in my head over and over and actually as a result now like I'm an adult singer now and I'm predominantly a soul singer and I love to sing blues as well and I actually find that when I sing blues I can improvise so much more freely than I can if I was singing a pop song for example I feel that I feel really, really confident improvising blues. And I strongly believe that is because the blues scale is embedded in my brain. (laughs) So, you know, this is how you can free up your voice in such ways, you know, if you wanted to become a really, you know, really free sort of flowing jazz singer, then practice jazz scales and jazz intervals. You know, those are these are the kinds of things you need to be applying depending on what type of singer you are intervals as well so we've got these are common intervals but these just happen throughout songs anyway um so you have like your major and minor second major and minor third your perfect fourth and your perfect fifth those are the most simple ones but we can have more complicated intervals than that um but again these are things that you can practice warming up on so that you could your voice practices transitioning between registers and Um, just having that kind of smooth glide over all of your notes so yeah that's step two which is exercising your voice and most often using scales and intervals to do that step three is techniques and this is what I like to call the workout so we've done our breathing we've done our exercise and now we're going to do the workout so once you actually have control of your breath and your basic pitching and agility through the first two steps it's now time to think about your tone how do you want to sound as a singer you can experiment with this by mastering lots of different vocal techniques and figuring out which ones you are strongest at or sound better with for your voice quality or you can try different techniques that apply to certain styles of music as well um, I strongly advise you know learning as many different vocal techniques as you can because that's how you can add color and contrast to a song when you're performing learning vocal techniques it helps you to master how to use your instrument properly and develop control and easy manipulation of your sound And some of these are achieved by using different resonators when releasing your sound, such as your nasal cavity or your chest. And other techniques are achieved by using a combination of the correct resonators and good control of the right muscles as well. So I'm just going to list off a few different techniques that you can have a go at practicing. These are the basics, really, is making sure you've got a good solid chest and head voice technique. And then we've got our mixed voice technique as well, which is a mixture of your chest and your head voice. Mixed voice is kind of when you try when you're singing high, but you still want that power behind it. It's like a really thick sound, which gives the impression that you're singing in chest voice, but you're actually singing in head voice. So, well, it's kind of a mix of the two. So that's why it's called mixed voice. Um, and then we have slide technique as well, which is 
so we go back to the intervals actually so singing from one note to the next note but rather than just singing the two notes separately you would slide through all of the notes in between that slide technique and it's commonly used in jazz is slide technique um so yeah those are just a few techniques that you can start thinking about now but there are many out there we've got growl we've got creak um we've got scream which sounds awful but you know there's metal singers out there that use this vocal technique called scream but you need to learn to do it in a healthy way for it to sound appropriate to the music that you're singing so yeah there's so many different vocal techniques out there and just learn the ones that are relevant to you and to your vocal style and to the style of music that you sing first but explore other options as well because like I say you can add so much colour and contrast to a song just by adding in different vocal techniques and finally step four this is the application so you've done your breathing you've done your exercise you've done your workout and now you're actually going going to go and run the marathon (laughs) so this is to put it simply it's taking all the skills that you've learned in the first three steps and applying them to the performance of a song and for some time you might have to plan how to do this particularly when you're learning new songs I used to spend hours at a piano sometimes figuring out which voice tone to use on a particular part of the song if I struggled with it because for example, if I was trying to belt out a Beyonce song in the exact same way that she did it, but it just wouldn't work for my voice. So I had to figure out another way around it. And rather than belting a certain part, I would use my mixed voice instead. So sometimes you have to do that because sometimes you can't physically achieve the same things that another singer can. You have to make it fit your voice. You have to make it unique to your voice. And as much as you do that, if you keep on doing that and planning how you're going to apply all of these things that you learned, it will eventually just come naturally most of the time. And this is where, again, muscle memory kicks in and automatically takes all the skills that you've learned in your vocal exercises and applies them automatically to a song. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I even might surprise myself on an off day at a gig and completely miss a high note or chicken out of that high note and use falsetto instead of mix or bell if I'm feeling low on energy or a little sick. But I allow myself that break sometimes. We're all human and we, you know, we're all allowed to do that. Um, And if you listen to some of the most skilled popular singers out there today, I can guarantee when they sing live, they don't always do it the same way as on the studio recording. And that's because singing every day on a world tour with very little rest can take its toll on your voice. And these artists use their application to their advantage to make sure that they're able to deliver the songs in a safe yet still impressive way. So when I first started to learn how to apply and when teaching my vocal students as well, I actually use a technique I call song mapping. And this is where we dissect a new song that we're learning and decide how we're going to sing it. In particular, where we're going to be using certain vocal techniques, expressions, where to breathe, just everything that you've learned in all of these steps, and then actually pointing it out on the song. So, you know, get, get the lyrics in front of you and write it down notate it down everything that you're going to do and you can have a go at it too um just by downloading the lyrics of a song that you're learning and 
notating everything down where you're going to sing chest voice where you're going to sing head voice maybe highlight or circle it uh, when where you're going to take a breath at the end of a phrase certain things like that uh, where you're going to change your dynamics as well you know dynamics is a really good vocal technique to use is you know change, changing your volume throughout it just adds color and contrast to the song so song mapping is a really really good way to make the song unique and make it yours and this is where application comes in now i just want to mention a little tip about vocal health as well because obviously you've got to keep your health in check as well to be able to exercise and do a workout and and then apply it haven't you so yeah just a little bit about vocal health and looking after your voice i mean if you're serious about being a professional singer then really you shouldn't be doing all of the things like smoking, like that's the worst thing you can do for your throat. And alcohol obviously is, you know, everybody dabbles in it now and then, but I'd strongly advise alcohol to a minimum really when you're on on a gig basically because alcohol does nothing but dry up your vocal cords and you need as much moisture in there in your vocal cords as possible to be able to perform to the optimum ability you can at the time so drinking alcohol in the middle of a gig really isn't going to help that um i'd keep it to a minimum anyway i'm not going to go out there and tell everyone to be teetotal you know but um it's just you know about using your common sense if your voice is your instrument then look after it you know, eat and drink the things that keep it healthy and keep your body healthy as well. You know, you could, you can have a healthy set of vocal cords, but you might not have any energy or you might not have, you know, <laughs> any stamina behind you as well. So it's about that as well. And your core muscles as well. A strong core ensures that you've got good breathing ability as well. So that's something to, something to think about. And think about the way that you actually use your voice on a day-to-day basis as well. Do you, you know, you might have a day job where you've got to use your voice quite a lot and you need to think about how you use it in that respect. I mean, when I first started teaching in schools, I spent a lot of my time shouting (laughs) behavior management, you know, and to the point where I was doing that and then I was gigging every weekend I ended up getting laryngitis and losing my voice. So I had to go and see a vocal specialist to actually completely rethink the way that I was using my voice whilst I was teaching. So this was nothing to do with my actual singing and my gigging. It was how I was using my voice during the day um, because I was, you know, using my throat so much and grinding against my vocal cords, you know, with this high pressure and having to shout and raise my voice all the time that it just you know it ruined my voice so I you know I was given some techniques to use for actually speaking day to day (laughs) so I was given some um you know vocal technique tips for actually just throughout the day from for my day-to-day life and my job and it massively helped you know Um, it stopped me from using my throat so much and putting so much pressure on it but also (laughs) I I did actually learn to behavior manage eventually you know in a much calmer way Um, working in secondary school is not a piece of cake I tell you Um, but I've moved on from that now anyway so yeah we we all have our days (laughs) 
And lastly, I'd just like to go through some frequently asked questions because since moving my vocal school online a few years ago, I, you know, I've been inundated with the same questions over and over again. So I thought it, you know, along with my method, I may as well answer all of these questions in the same place. So the first question that I used to get asked so much is, why does my voice break when I try to reach high notes? Well, my answer to that is that we all have our own range or voice type when it comes to singing. And from our lowest note to our highest note, we have transition points between our vocal registers and they're sometimes referred to as the bridge or passaggio. This is completely normal, okay? Everybody, it happens to everybody. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your voice. It just might not sound or feel nice to you at the time because you might not have had the proper training on how to make these transitions sound smoother. Okay, so we've all got those breaks, we've all got those presagios, but we just need to learn to make them smoother. And with regular vocal exercises and training, you'll be able to pass through these bridges with more ease and with a better quality sound. And FAQ number two, so this is a common one everywhere. (laughs) Even YouTubers have created training videos on this everywhere, but how do I sing high notes? Well, when we sing high notes, our vocal cords stretch and become thinner and they need more tension. It's like the same as when you flex a muscle during exercise. And if your vocal cords aren't used to doing this, you'll struggle to deliver those high notes So to be able to increase your vocal range and get to the higher notes, you need to exercise your vocal cords frequently with range building exercises such as scales and sirens. So that's part of my four step process, Um, step two to be precise. So if you simply spend 30 minutes a day doing these type of exercises, you'll already start to notice a big difference in your range within about a week. With persistence and dedication, you can dramatically increase your range if you give it time. Okay, so singing high notes, it's just all about putting the practice in and building up that muscle memory. The next FAQ is what voice type do I have? So what voice type you have, it might depend on your gender as the male and female vocal cords are built slightly differently. And male singers can vary from being a bass, which is a very low range, through to a tenor, which is the higher male range. Then females can range from alto in the lower range to soprano, which is the higher female range. Um, And there are six basic voice types altogether when considering range. However, finding your true voice type can be a bit of a minefield when you introduce concepts such as prima voce, which means where your voice sits most comfortably before breaking, and your own unique vocal anatomy as well. So, you know, because after all, we're all built in a completely different, unique way. So, to get you understanding your own range at a basic level, you need to find out what your lowest note is that you can sing. And then do some scales or siren exercises to slowly stretch up to your highest note. So you take your lowest note and your highest note and you can try this at home by using an an online pitch identifier or using a keyboard if you have one. So just figure out that lowest note and the highest note and then matching them up to the voice types charts that you can find all over the internet. And I also have my own voice types chart as well, which is part of my Master Your Voice ebook. 
you might find that your range overlaps more than one voice type or it doesn't quite fit in one and this is where you can then use your prima voce to help decipher this further Um, and once you find out what voice type you have then it can open up a doorway to knowing what types of songs will best suit your voice range and give you a good starting point to finding your sound so yeah I do have a worksheet on uh, voice types that comes along with my master your voice ebook so again get in touch if you want to dig a little deeper into that one Another question I get asked a lot, I have never sang before, is it too late to learn? And my answer to that is absolutely not. We are all born with the same muscles to be able to use our voices for speech and singing. And while some of us might think that we're tone deaf, it's simply a matter of training the right parts of the brain to respond to music correctly. I'm all about the neuroscience here. I love the way that the brain works, especially when it comes to music as well. Um, And I mean, starting this at a younger age has its benefits as children naturally retain these skills and information quicker and therefore develop it faster. But if you're an adult and you've never sang before, with the right training, you'll be able to sing and enjoy doing so with the techniques you learn to use your muscles in a new way. It might take some time, but as adults, we've actually got patience and persistence on our sides. So yeah, I don't think it's ever too late to learn really. And that's my answer to that one. And then my last FAQ is, how long will it take to hear results in my voice? Um, Well, just like sports exercises for the body, you know, I keep coming back to this analogy, it takes time to strengthen your muscles to prepare them for higher intensity workouts. Um, and exercising a minimum of 20 minutes three or four days a week and within a few weeks you get results don't you you start to see your body toning up or you start to lose fat and it's the same with singing our vocal muscle the larynx needs regular exercise the more frequently you do it muscle memory starts to kick in so that it eventually becomes more effortless and you sing with better technique so that's the last of my FAQs really I mean with everything we've got the you have got the digital age in your favor where you know you can get all the right training online and from home or anywhere in the world you've really really got a good chance at gaining results much quicker than I did it's taken me years to you know learn all this and then put it together into this condensed easy to learn system so you've got this to add your advantage and as I've mentioned throughout the podcast, I do have my Master Your Voice method in an ebook format, which also has downloadable worksheets and vocal exercises that you can actually, like I say, dig a little deeper into this and just build that foundation of making sure that your voice is in good health before you actually go out there and pursue your professional singing career. Thank you for listening to the School of Rocks Pro Singers podcast.